Welcome back to the Magic of the Spheres podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have more eclectic conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. This is an astrology forecast for June 10 to June 16, 2020, called Believing in Visionary Futures. This audio that you're about to listen to is taken from YouTube, from my YouTube channel, Sabrina Monarch, where I share video versions of the forecasts um, that are based off the written version of the forecast. So I've been really expanding the way that um, these forecasts can be reached. So there's different options that you have for absorbing them. And there's some announcements in the forecast itself. So I'm not going to get into that. And I'm just going to get into it. Hey, this is Sabrina Monarch of monarchastrology.com, bringing you the astrology forecast for June 10 to June 16, 2020. And this week we have an exact conjunction of Mars and Neptune and Pisces. And this is happening against the backdrop of the longer acting conjunction that's characterizing 2020 of Jupiter conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. And this week, there's a theme around having vision and the vitality that having vision can bring us. And so you might notice this week that your energy levels are highly connected to your sense of inspiration. So when you're tired um, or when you're having despairing thoughts, track how that lands in your body versus when you source some flicker of hope or some kind of faith um, or you allow yourself um, to dream, you allow yourself to visualize what you would like from life. Notice if that has any impact on boosting your morale in this week. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up my slides. And I want to say too that these forecasts are available in written form at monarchastrology.com. And I've recently branched out to YouTube to bring you an audio and video version of these forecasts that I have been writing um, since 2015. So believing in visionary futures, astrology of June 10 to June 16. We are at a convergence of past and future this week. The collective is being invited to consider history. Sidelined, untold, ignored, suppressed, marginalized narratives of history are being brought to the forefront with the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. Pluto in Capricorn is like, has been this longer acting transit that started in 2008 where the collective social mores are going through a deep transformation. And we are going through transformations as citizens, however we define ourselves, you know, what are we a citizen of? And really thinking about how we have internalized the culture around us and how deeply merged we are with culture, how we abide by culture's rules to get places in life, you know, to have a career, um, to be financially successful, whatever it is, there's ways that we have bonded so deeply with the culture. And if culture is going through a transformation, um, if we're visionaries bringing a transformation of culture as well, then there's a degree that we're also having an internal deconstruction of that which we've inherited from the world around us. 
it's not just happening around us. You know, it's also very much internal. Collective social conversations have moved toward discussing systemic racism and the ways in which these societal power dynamics have been internalized in individual psyches. So that is both dismantling white supremacy in the world, but also how that lives um, in the individual. Simultaneously, Mars and Neptune join up in Pisces this week. And this is the faster acting transit. Mars will pass um, this conjunction with Neptune, whereas Jupiter and Pluto have been hanging out together for a little bit longer. Um, But Mars and Neptune join up in Pisces, bringing up a field of envisioning the future. Together, Mars and Neptune can represent visionary action, but also feelings of hopelessness or despair that one might have when you're considering a massive journey ahead of you. Um, and you're not sure if you're capable of winning. Um, so thinking about that, that quality of feeling, and it can be rather nebulous. It can be a kind of free-floating sense of dread or not being sure if your will is amounting to anything. Or it could be a really specific dream that you have in mind and there's an anxiousness of whether or not it's possible. Sometimes we need to feel despair. Um, Why would we need to feel despair? Well, it's soul-making, feeling our grief, feeling the deepest channels of ourselves is a way that we can enact transformation. I think that this human experience, you know, there's something to be said, especially right now while the North Node is in Gemini, about having a flexibility of our consciousness. So we're not just trying to stay happy um, all of the time, or we're not just trying to like dig into our shadows and kind of like traumatize ourselves by always digging into the depths and never getting a breath of fresh air. But there's a variety, there's a range of experiences that we can have. So yes, we may need to feel our despair. However, there are also times that we cannot afford for despair to be the pool that we pull our actions from, or like a pot of ink that we're dipping a pen into. And with this pen, we're writing our future. We don't just want despair to be the place that we're coming from. So with Mars Neptune, we instead may need to access a vision and find a real sense of courage. Mars relates to courage in our hearts to believe in that vision. And from this place, unconditionally act in alignment with the vision. This week asks for range. Whether we are tuning into the collective situation or very personal situations or the inevitable intersection of both personal and collective. There are two storylines happening and it's gonna be our lived experience this week that determines how these storylines cohere. The Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn relates to a desire to get to the bottom of it all to see with laser vision and to transform the dysfunction that lives in our lives and our culture, to see with laser vision and to transform abuses of power. First, we must know, then we can shift to know what we're working with, to see with laser vision and be transformed by difficult truths, sobering truths, Jupiter and Capricorn. The Mars-Neptune conjunction in Pisces relates to fierce dreaming, discovering morale that is spiritually or inspirationally sourced, 
and being driven to act from a place of love. Mars-Neptune, really the activity that comes to mind is laying down and getting into a hypnagogic state or inducing a visualization state. And I personally like to do this very frequently, not just under this transit, but to visualize very freely what it is that I would like to create in my life or to create in the world. And to notice that when we um, visualize something that we desire, even if we desire it, we may have resistance even to letting ourselves be in that vision. And so it's interesting to think, why would we need courage to dream of something that we desire? Well, because if we let ourselves hope, there is the potential for disappointment. There's the potential it won't happen. There's the potential of the pain of having witnessed that vision and not having it seen through. So I do think that visualization and having a dream inevitably um, requires some level of courage um, because otherwise we might dream very small because we think, you know, this is something that I can aspire to. There's no real risk here. So when you're really going for it, when you're really visualizing, if you're pushing an edge, um, I think that this may be something coming up with the Mars-Neptune conjunction this week of if you picture what you really desire, does it also scare you a little bit to go there? I think that that's um, something that may be coming up. This week asks for range because perhaps it is our dreams that need deep roots, not shallow ones. So can we dream but also go to the depths? And it is our deepest roots that need love and healing. So this is tears and laughter, sobriety and illumination. Do we allow ourselves a deep range of experiencing or have we set up camp in one place in our psyches, rigidly defending other perspectives from getting in? So including it all really stretches our capacities. How is life inviting you to have a more complex experience right now or to feel something beyond your normal patterns? When you're standing on shallow ice and working so hard to tiptoe around it so that it doesn't crack, can you let it break and feel what is underneath? And when you're really at your lowest, can you source a flicker of fire that pulls you through the tunnel? A reminder as well, as I'm thinking about really exploring our range, I thought to Saturn and Aquarius, where Saturn currently is, and that there's work right now happening in community building community organizing, um, renovating and reinventing social norms um, happening at the collective scale. Internally, Saturn and Aquarius is also about having, having a real sense of community. Um, and if we're going through a lot of stuff emotionally, which a lot of people are right now, so many people are having a deep range of experience right now, do we have people to talk to? So are you offering your support to the web of life around you um, in the ways that you're gifted and abundant? Are you being in service? And are you asking for help and support where you need it and allowing other people to be in their genius as you do that? 
both of these contribute to thriving living systems. So really think this week of, is there an evolution happening in your network, in your community? Um, And in this internal parts of you that are readying yourself for deeper community and in the external, what actions um, or what bridges are you creating to create more connection in the world around you? So I'll pause here to say welcome back um, if you've been watching or listening or reading my forecasts and also welcome if this is your first time here. Um, I want to invite you to like this video and to leave a comment about how things resonate with you, what you're experiencing this week. I'd really love to hear. And also to make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you um, hear when more of these videos come out. And you can also find me on Instagram at Sabrina Monarch and on Twitter at Sabrina underscore Monarch. And I'll be getting more into the astrology of the week after a few quick announcements. The first um, is that I'm running a Kickstarter. Um, It's coming up later this month. June began the sixth year of writing weekly forecasts. Um, And this is the first time that I'm running a Kickstarter to fund the year ahead. I um, have long been producing this content for free and I've gotten hundreds of messages about how it impacts people. Um, And I really love doing this work. Um, I love creating this community service. And as a community service, um, I'm asking that you consider me kind of like public radio and that you who tune into this um, can help the flourishing of Monarch Astrology, of this free content. It's now not only the forecast, but also the podcast, Magic of the Spears. And in this Kickstarter, I'll be offering astrology readings, discounted tuition to my evolutionary astrology intensive, as well as tuition to a new course I'm creating called Online Presence as Performance Art. So lots of good stuff in there. I will be announcing it on all my platforms. So stay tuned if you're subscribed or if you're on my mailing list, I'll leave links to all of that in the show or in in the notes. In the show notes is like podcast talk. Okay. Speaking of the podcast, I have a new episode of Magic of the Spheres. Um, And this is with Michael J. Morris. This episode was amazing. It's an invitation into a deeper sense of connection. Uh, the interconnectedness of all things, from the connections between celestial and earthly events, from ecology and sexuality, between our lives and the evolution of the cosmos. Michael and I discussed astrology, ecosexuality, Black Lives Matter, and liberation. Um, And I said it a few times in the episode, but I really felt like this conversation was literally psychedelic. Um, It brought so many uh, connections into my consciousness and also deepened my sense of connection with reality. So I definitely, you know, can't more highly recommend it, recommend this episode. And I'm going to leave the link in the notes, but you can also just tune in where you listen to podcasts. And here's our week. On June 11, 2020, The sun in 20 degrees of Gemini will be square Neptune in 20 degrees of Pisces at 2.37 a.m. Pacific. The sun is drawing closer to the north node in Gemini, 
It's the North Node of the Moon. And the Neptune-Sun square that's happening this week highlights this ongoing transit of Neptune square the nodes that we're currently in. Um, Neptune in Pisces is squaring the nodal axis um, with South Node in Sagittarius and North Node in Gemini. And in evolutionary astrology, there's this technique of looking at planets squaring the nodes. And this is a technique that I've been working with for a long time and is a really deep and potent source of wisdom. And I really, uh, really tune in with this. And so Neptune squaring the nodes, there's going to be something called a resolution node. So the last node that Neptune made a conjunction with, there's some unfinished business there, something to work out. And in this case, it's the south node in Sagittarius. Um, The south node was last conjunct Neptune, though it was not in Sagittarius when they were conjunct. Um, And so there's something that Neptune in Pisces is representing like a crossroads and that it's being balanced or integrated through the south node in Sagittarius and the planetary ruler of the south node in Sagittarius, which is Jupiter in Capricorn. So with that, Um, dynamic um, in the sky. These are some dynamics in our experience to consider. It is as though there are deeper levels of love and compassion that are wanting to incarnate onto the planet right now. Planets square the nodes can have that sense of something coming in sideways. Like there's this energy that wants to be integrated into the karmic axis and karma relates to circumstances and things that are happening in our lives and on earth. So there's something happening with Neptune. How can it more incarnate onto the planet? And in what ways is there um, an imbalance of Neptune or sense of confusion or a crisis around Neptunian themes? And here, um, there can be a crisis around love, a crisis around love that we have for um, everyone, love that we have for all the connections, human and non-human. And specifically, when we bring it to the axis of Gemini and Sagittarius, Um, This axis connects to themes of language, diversity, culture, tribalism, code switching, or building bridges between cultures and cultural literacy. With Neptune at an impasse here, platitudes around oneness, we're all one, um, that are tone deaf to cultural differences and cultural histories and systemic imbalances and injustices are increasingly not tolerated and are being deconstructed. The planetary ruler and activator of the South Node in Sagittarius is Jupiter in Capricorn. Now, please forgive all of this jargon. Um, I'm going to break it down, but don't worry about which parts of the astrospeak um, land for you. Um, it's just a layer there for people that do tune in at that level. But if you're newer to astrology, don't worry about the jargon. But the planetary ruler and activator of the South Node in Sagittarius, which is where Neptune is being like resolved or balanced through, is Jupiter and Capricorn. And Jupiter and Capricorn is conjunct Pluto and Capricorn. So 
I'll set it up again. Neptune relating to love is wanting to be balanced into our experience. And a gateway for that balance is the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. The masses of people talking about and learning about systemic institutional racism is a clear example of this Jupiter and Capricorn conjunct Pluto and Capricorn transit. Jupiter is knowledge and Capricorn relates to sobering realities. Pluto exposes and brings hidden things to the surface, while of course, any quote hidden dynamic is also an obvious reality to many. The conversation on privilege highlights that those who have privilege do not readily have to think about the same concerns that are lived realities for those without said privileges. A widespread conversation and critique occurring now is that people who benefit from white privilege in a systemically racist society are often the same ones touting meditations of oneness or all lives matter instead of doing the emotional, mental, and spiritual work of being on the ground with what is actually happening and how resources and opportunities are unequally distributed. For anyone really wanting to incarnate more love on the planet, Jupiter and Capricorn actually acts like a guide. The question with Jupiter and Capricorn conjunct Pluto is what difficult realities are being exposed and what would it mean to take responsibility therein? If we are deeply merged with an unjust culture, merged as in we're conditioned by it, it's the water we've always swam in, it's the water we were born into, and its rules and its mores, and our compliance with those rules and mores has largely dictated our success and our sense of belonging. You know, that runs really deep. How does the individual metabolizing and transforming that conditioning within themselves contribute to a change in the world? What about masses of individuals doing this inner deconstructive work? Whether it is the world we are considering and or our own individual narratives, and again, there's such a merge between the two, There's a spiritual deepening and healing to be found in being with the difficulty and being with the grief rather than inventing rationalizations to explain it away. We are being asked to consider the integrity of the roots, the deep roots. Platitudes are then distasteful um, because they lack depth. We may be attracted to what sparkles, what feels light and enjoyable, but if it's a layer of pleasantries on top of a whole mountain of crisis, it's actually just avoidance. So this is happening at the personal level of if there's something deep within ourselves, we're avoiding with a kind of smile and like everything's okay. Um, Or kind of like in the spiritual communities, especially in kind of like white centered Um, mostly white spiritual communities saying um, that, you know, everything's okay. It's all love and light. Like that kind of um, platitude uh, is, you know, can be an avoidance of some of the deeper healing that's actually wanting to occur. And this is a big conversation that's happening on social media and it's not a new conversation, but it's definitely um, up and being highlighted right now. So we're being asked, um, as it applies to us, to trust the fall, what it means to not know, 
um, or to lose an ego structure or aspect of our identity that we've clung onto out of basic needs for security. And so we do this. We have parts of our ego that make us feel safe and secure. And so to realize that that's, you know, something that it's time to shed or it's no longer true for us can feel like a big fall into the abyss. And in some cases, that's what's coming up for people is what does it mean to fall into a place of not knowing, of not having this sense of self that has gotten you up to this point um, and the courage to take that trust fall, basically. And as we allow ourselves the range of grief or disillusionment that this transit can represent, Jupiter conjunct Pluto and Capricorn, our capacity to be curious and inventive can also emerge more potently, like a first bloom after winter. There are places we are being urged to trust the depths of soul before we try to make things nice or feel good from a shallow place. Love wants to reach places it is needed the most, and we are being asked to expand our range, to be able to hold grief and pain and still have an open and persevering heart. Um, one way that I can connect to this in kind of an anecdotal level is that um, all my life, um, I've been really attracted to, you know, wanting to know why and explore things at depth and psychology. And I've also had the desire to be a happy, joyful person. And I used to have this kind of dualism in my consciousness that if I wanted to move towards my goal of being happy and more lighthearted, like, why can't I just be chill? Um, that I should kind of avoid this desire to study depth psychology that following that rabbit hole um, would not support my goal of being a happy person. And in a space in my life where I was going through some major loss and grief, I was like, what do I even have to lose? I'm already in a grief space. So I'm going to explore depth psychology and read these uh, psychological books. And I found that in actually investigating the depth content that I had been pushing off because I thought that it would keep me from being happy, that um, I actually found a more robust sense of happiness. And I was like beginning to laugh again in this space of grief. And that was a very uh, embodied kind of real experience for me to show me that there's this um, connection. And now if you want to think about it from an astrological level, I love thinking about the fixed archetypes of the zodiac and how they interact with each other in the natural zodiac. So we can just look at Leo and Scorpio forming a natural square. And Leo is our sense of radiance and happiness and even things like manifestation. And Scorpio is the depth or the shadow, getting to the bottom of things. And so there is a way that a deeper, more embodied, more rich experience of life involves going to the depths and being in this kind of radiant sun-like place. Both can happen. They do have a tension with each other, but they uplift and support each other as well. And the sun in Gemini squaring Neptune um, in Pisces presents the possibility that our conversations and our circulation of ideas are important parts of a collective healing process right now. Neptune relates to healing and the sun in Gemini loves to talk. So we're talking it out. Um, there's 
like a collective kind of group therapy experience that's happening. Um, just so many people are outpouring with their thoughts and not all of it is pretty um, and not all of it is even skillful, right? But there's also a lot um, that is skillful or a lot of voices um, coming forward and a lot of conversations coming forward where as a collective, we're working something out. Um, and this can be happening in uh, the micro sense too, like in our personal lives. Um, I've had a deeper influx of friends calling in need of support. And I've also had a deeper need to call my friends to ask for support. And it's just been this ongoing, like we're talking things out, we're healing through talking. So I want to say that because it can be a lot to hold certain things inside. And so do you have people, uh, close confidants, uh, people that you can go to, to talk things out? And can you hold that space for people in your life? Um, and some of these conversations are being broadcasted and disseminating on social media right now. Um, and this is also very much happening in private conversations. June 13, 2020, uh, Mars in 20 degrees of Pisces will be conjunct Neptune in 20 degrees of Pisces at 7.13 a.m. Pacific. The spiritual challenge and offering of this placement is having a vision and moving forward on our goals, even though we may feel doubtful and discouraged, or we may feel as though our efforts are not yielding any results. Mars and Pisces can teach us to act unconditionally, to act in alignment with our soul's truth and our soul's nobility without attachment to outcomes. Um, some of my thinking this week on this transit has been inspired by the masses of posts that I've been seeing on social media and also my podcast conversation with Michael talking about um, making steps for change and knowing that you may not see the results of those changes in your lifetime. Um, and this is also uh, just a pervasive kind of theme and feeling in the air because Mars relates to our will and can relate to the sense of feeling, is our will efficacious when Mars is in Pisces? Um, what about when we're working towards the, uh, you know, some kind of dream and we don't know yet if our actions are working? And to be able to resource some kind of spiritual morale or to be inspired without attachment to seeing a materialized consequence of our efforts. Um, that is some of the deep warriorship of Mars and Pisces, let alone Mars and Pisces conjunct Neptune and Pisces. And having a vision will quite literally vitalize us, give us energy at this time. For those who have a vision at this time, it's like having your sails set um, and being ready for a journey. Even though some difficult experiences may be ahead, we feel ready and game. Like we feel like committed, we've got this, we're inspired. And for those who do not have a vision, this is a time to visualize and to connect. Connect with your desires. Find your courage to believe that your dreams are possible. Find your courage to have hope. Then focus on what you are dreaming of and shape it into your reality. 
when we have a vision, we can take actions and say words that weave that vision into this experience. And we have to have the vision to be able to weave it. If we don't have the vision, then we're not pulling from that place in this reality. If you either don't have a vision or you do kind of have a vision, but you don't think it's possible, you may be experiencing physical exhaustion or an inner sense of defeat. So remember that vision vitalizes under this transit and we don't, we're not complete, you know, masters of our fate and such in control of everything that we can just decide Sometimes we have uh, those breakthrough moments where we just make a decision and feel this like thunderous, like command of ourselves and of our consciousness. But that's not like every single time that we're struggling. Sometimes we're really just kind of in a fog and it can take some time. And so we also need to be patient and forgiving and loving with ourselves of what our process is. But notice if you are swimming in a kind of fog or confusion, um, if you can track a vision, a sense of possibility, um, a desire, something that focuses you and motivates you, and see if that does anything to galvanize your inner reserves of energy. A relevant task for Mars Neptune when they're in combination like they are this week, is aligning the personal will with the divine will. And this can be done through prayer, meditation, and opening oneself to intuition. So this basically means not being in a place where it feels like we have a desire that the universe doesn't want for us, that we're fighting the ocean. Um, Mars Neptune relates to water sports and surfers align with the ocean. They don't fight the ocean. The ocean is more powerful. And when we get really in touch with ourselves, because we are source, we come from source, we're part of this web of life, then there's this truth that our heart's desires are also what source desires for us. And thinning that veil of separation is really powerful. And there can be things that kind of veil that or create separation where there's ways that we're not in touch with ourselves and thus we desire things that aren't um, for us. So this is something that takes, I think, deep meditation and intuition and is something that unfolds over time to discover what we truly desire such that we're in alignment with the cosmos itself. Um, and it can be so confusing. And there's ways too that like, we can suffer disappointments in life. And it's important to not uh, take things personally to the extent of being like, well, you know, I'm bad, I created this, or the universe didn't want good things for me. You know, there's ways that we can really be disillusioned and hurt by having difficult experiences in life. So this process of realizing how connected we are with the universe um, can be a deeply healing and disillusioning process. Um, and one of the things that we can do to really support this process is to have a meditation or a prayer practice, have a way of communing with the universe and feeling 
how do you get answers back? Do you have a gut instinct? Do you have intuition? Do you have dreams? Do things feel right to you? Um, the more that we make the conversation and the desire to tune in and the more that we talk with the universe, um, the stronger that this connection becomes. Mars Neptune is also a good time to work with prayers around dissolving fear. One of my favorites is a prayer to the angels um, of I offer my fears and my anxieties to the angels for transmutation. And relieving oneself of fear is not about losing a navigation system that prevents us from danger. It's rather more about tuning into a frequency where we act from love and authority that we're able to feel what is right. You know, there are inner protectors, knowing and intuition that are higher octave uh, than fear. And the spiritual warrior, so Mars and Pisces or Mars-Neptune aspects, which now we have both, um, can be, you know, the spiritual warrior is training themselves to act from a profoundly loving place. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about kind of how ways if you remember certain times in your life where you've acted from fear and anxiety and things have not gone super well versus when you're confronting a difficult situation and you're in a space of courage and love and you find a way to interact with it that um, is in greater harmony with yourself and with the situation Um, dissolving fear doesn't mean being careless Um, it's just a a martial art um, of Mars and of Mars and Pisces and Mars conjunct Neptune. So thank you for tuning into the transits um, with me this week. If you'd like further guidance, I do offer natal chart readings and I'm leaving the link in the notes. And I've also been increasingly focused on longer term one-to-one mentorships with students and clients. Um, helping people form a depth relationship to their natal chart and their transits over time and working on what's coming up for you in your life and drawing that back to the natal chart, working with your goals and with your healing process. Um, So if you're interested in working with me in that capacity um, in an ongoing or longer term way and getting to know your chart through the lens of evolutionary astrology, in real time with what's happening in your life, you can reach out to me at sabrina at monarchastrology.com. I'm currently accepting new clients. Um, so you can just reach out to me and we can set up um, a free consultation call to talk about that. So thank you for listening to this forecast and please leave a link or leave a comment <laughs> in the uh, comments about what you're experiencing this week and maybe what is boosting your sense of faith. Um, What gives you courage to dream? Do you have a visualization practice Um, or anything that you've noticed or really connected with about this forecast? I'd love to hear from you. All right. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you next time. While we're here, I figured I'd add a few more thoughts 
Um, I wanted to say that I have been watching the 2020 commencement graduation speeches on YouTube or on people's channels like Beyonce's Instagram, Lady Gaga's Instagram. And I've been seeing some of the clips shared on like various articles, but it's this um, graduation event that the Obamas put on. And it has the week's astrology all over it. Like I was watching it and could feel these, you know, totally awe-inspiring motivational speeches that are addressing graduates at a moment of, you know, this really big moment in history. And so you can feel the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, the heaviness, the gravity, um, the weight of it all, and then these like piercing motivational visionary speeches. And I swear, every single one that I've read or watched has brought me to tears. Um, so I'm really enjoying those. And I just wanted to throw that out there in case that's something that you've seen kind of floating around on social media and you haven't clicked on it, or it's something that you haven't even heard of. Um, just go search it and check it out. They're really um, great speeches, and I feel really representative of this moment. It's kind of amazing to see these like really big figures get together and offer motivational speeches at a time like this. Um, I'll also share something that I shared on Instagram yesterday. I'm just going to read it and um, close out this forecast share with you. When the pandemic first begun, the phrase, when things go back to normal, came up frequently, and I never felt those words land. The world doesn't just pause and resume, or we should hope it wouldn't just resume as normal, when so much of what was normal was normalized injustice, cruelty, extraction, exploitation. Then, while everyone was in their quarters, their quarantine, a wave of the Black Lives Matter movement hit without the buffer of normal life. Masses of unemployed people were free to protest. I watched this wave hit deeper, speaking for myself and for what I witnessed happen in the world. This has been a tipping point. It hit deeper in part because this time the point came through that social change isn't just out there for the politicians and the activists. That we are all enmeshed with society. That society lives inside us and we influence it back. It made the world personal and called everyone to action to more deeply consider what role they are to play in the bigger picture of social change. So now we begin or continue upon a lifelong process of learning and unlearning. Awakening experiences, whether peak experience awakenings or grave depth underworldly awakenings, these awakenings require integration. They change our ethics, our commitments, and how we allocate our time and energy. So there is no going back to normal. There is adjustment, change, and transformation and the rest of our lives ahead of us. The spiritual practices and self-care we've cultivated or are cultivating are the trainings um, and the energy for the journeys that lay ahead. And this is where I see two very active conversations happening at the same time. The call to participate and do something and help to change the world, and the call to also have a real relationship with rest and to figure out how we personally balance the two. Because this isn't over tomorrow or next week, it's lifelong. And if you feel into the spiritual perspective on it, it's what we came here to participate with. It's far too big to already have an answer or to get it all wrapped up soon. 
It's a much deeper process and it, let us be willing, can change us. 